All right, I will say good morning, good morning. Such a schos, Baruch Hashem, to be able to start a new week of Maseches and the Dharma together. Begin by thanking all of our sponsors. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Kislev, Josh and Becca Friedman, for dedicating the Shu'orim and Joshua's this month. Le'ilu Nishmas, Josh's father, Yisrael Yehuda, Baranav Chaim Rafael. To thank Sammy Malka Esterson for dedicating, excuse me, the Shurman Joshua's this month in memory of their parents, Yitzchok Leib Ben Aaron Sarah Rachel Bas Baruch Avram and Hinda Bas Henech Ephraim, as well as on the continued zichos for the gizunt and hatzlacha of their father, Mr. Morton Esterson, Hadmeva Esim Shanim Tovos. To thank the Pepper family for dedicating all the Shimon Joshos this month, the commemoration of the yard site of Shmuel's brother, Yosef Pepper, Yosef David, Zichon Levracha, Ben Yaakov. We open the merit of our Talmud Torah, all of the Neshamos Lavan Aliyah. And the families in Nechama. Well, see, with that, let us begin. We have a really beautiful daf ahead of us today. And let's begin. Today's daf, brand new parak Baruch Hashem. Today's daf is Nundalit 54, and we are picking up in Yerz Hashem on the top of the Amid. Hanodim in say, So we are really continuing on the same base. First of all, a welcome back to Sayyid Haken. Baruch Rofe Cholim. Baruch Hashem, wonderful to say to have you back in the Shir. Many years of continued gizunt ahead of you. All right, we'll see with that. Let us begin. So really continuing on the same basic theme that we've been focusing on, namely, when a person makes a nether, remember the overarching or guiding line principle in the darim is, when you make a nether, so the scope of your nether is defined by the manner in which people normally speak. So if you use a word, you use a term, you use a phrase, we look at the way that word, term, or phrase is used colloquially, and then we use that definition to determine the scope of your nether. So continuing in that same theme, Hanodim and Ayarak. So we'll say literally translated, a person makes a nether, not to get benefit from vegetables. Although again, often in, in this context, it's interesting that Yarek is often translated as greens instead of vegetables. But again, you can just go with vegetable. Hanodim and Ayarek. So someone goes in and makes a nether, not to go ahead and get benefit from a vegetable. Mutra bidaluim. They are permitted to go ahead and eat gourds. Eat gourds. So what's the pshat? Take a look at the ran. So the ran, top ran is on the left side of the page. For the simple reason that a gourd, interestingly enough, says the Gimara, says the ran, does not fall into the vegetable category. Rather, it falls into the pre category. Food category. So the istim afarshi distam yarek nechol kamoshu chayudulun enon came. So we'll say actually the Ran gives two interpretations here. One possibility is that if you make an ezra not to eat vegetables, gourds are excluded, i.e., you can eat a gourd. Why? Possibility number one is because a gourd is not in the vegetable family, but rather again it's more in the fruit family. Possibility two, interestingly enough, is the Ran says the definition of a vegetable is something that can be consumed raw that can be consumed in an uncooked state, and gourds cannot be consumed raw. Okay, fine, two different interpretations. Now, listen, now watch this. I'm a little Rabbi, uh, sorry, sorry, Rabbi Akiva Oser. Rabbi Akiva says, no, if you make an edder not to eat yarek, if you eat to make an edder not to eat vegetables, you also can't eat gourds. So I'm a Rabbi Akiva, so we'll say, watch this. So now we have, now we have a fundamental machlokas. Fundamental machlokas between what we'll called the Tanakhama, the Rabbanon, and Rabbi Akiva. The Rabbanon say, you make an edder not to eat vegetables, you are allowed to go and eat gourds. Rabbi Akiva says, you make an edder not to eat vegetables, you can't eat gourds. So now watch this. 
The Rabbanon tried to, tried to shlug up Rabbi Akiva, tried to refute Rabbi Akiva. What did they say? Amr lo Rabbi Akiva. So the Rabbanon said Rabbi Akiva. Valo, Omer Adam l'shlucho, kach liyarek. Says the Rabbi Akiva, imagine the following case. Right? I say to my shaliach, I say to my agent, right? To my, uh, my agent. I say, I say to my, to my uh, servant, right? Go ahead and get me vegetables. Right? Say to my, I say to my shaliach, go get me vegetables. So what happens? The shaliach goes. And he comes back and he says, well, And the shliach says, you know what? I wasn't able to go ahead and get vegetables. Instead, I got you a gourd. Instead, I got you gourds. So the Rabbanan Sint Rabbi Akiva, in other words, what the Rabbanan Sint Rabbi Akiva is, look, if a shliach were to come back with gourds, he would have to explain, I didn't get vegetables, I only got gourds. I only got gourds. From the fact that he's saying, listen, I couldn't get you what you wanted, but I got the next best indicates to us what? That a gourd is not a vegetable. And therefore the Rabbanon say, if you make a neder, not to go ahead and consume yarek, by definition, you are permitted to eat a gourd. To which the Gemara says, listen to this, Amrulam Rabbi Akiva says, no, 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 you don't understand. You just proved my point. How did you prove my point? So he'll say, for example, now watch this. This is fascinating. Rabbi Akiva says, exactly, you just proved my point. The fact that when a shaliach doesn't go ahead and find vegetables, what does he buy instead? What does he buy instead? A gourd indicates to us that what? That what? That a gourd, a gourd is still within the vegetable family. Varaya, a shaliach would never say, a shaliach would never say, you know, I somehow have to get vegetables. Can you imagine coming back, and Misha's example was, would he ever come back and say, you know, I couldn't get, I couldn't get you vegetables, so I got you kidneys, I, you know, I, I got you legumes. He would never say, never say such a thing, or, or just like to amplify, like if, if I send my shliach to get vegetables, right, he would never say, you know what, I couldn't find vegetables, I brought you back a steak. Right? In other words, the, the only time a shaliach would substitute is when, is when, when the substitution is still within the ballpark. Right? When the substitution is still close enough. So Rabbi Akiva says exactly the fact that when the shaliach can't find vegetables, he'll go ahead and bring back a gourd proves my point that a gourd is still within, within the Yarek family. And therefore it says Rabbi Akiva, when a person goes in and makes a nether not to eat, not to eat vegetables, by definition that includes a gourd as well. Incredible. Ella, Shadilun Bechlal Yarek, Vikitnes Ela Bechlal Yarek. Why is that? Because a gourd is still in the vegetable family. Kitnes, legumes, is not within the vegetable family. So both say, so this is the fundamental machlokis, team, Rabbi Akiva and the Rabbanon. Simple case, I make a nether and I eat vegetables, right? Rabbi Akiva says, you are usher, you, I'm sorry, the Tanakama Rabbanon say, you're permitted to eat gourds. Rabbi Akiva says, you're not permitted to eat gourds. And again, it seems to be that their machlokis is a metzias. Just Rabbanon hold that since a shaliach would not just simply substitute a gourd for vegetables unannounced, Therefore, again, halacha lemaisa, it's not a vegetable. Rabbi Akiva says the fact that it would be substituted when you can't find vegetables indicates to us what? It's still within the family. We'll say the Mishnah ends off. If you go ahead and you make a neder not to eat vegetables, you are not permitted to eat the pul hamitzri, which was this Egyptian lentil, if it's moist, but you would be permitted to eat it if it's moist. Okay. Fine. So I'll say, let's see the Gemara. Hello, the Yarek. So the Gemara says like this. So I'll say, so now here's what's interesting. Vaha min Yarek Nadar. So I'll say, here is the problem. Here is the problem. Leaving aside the back and forth between Rabbi Akiva and Rabban and Mishnah, 
Even Rabbi Akiva agrees that what? That a gourd is not a vegetable, right? In other words, I will say, if you, even if, if you look at the exchange over here, right? So Rabbi Akiva is saying, yeah, but it would be substituted. At the end of the day, if you, have, if you get Rabbi Akiva alone for a few minutes, right? imagine, a few moments alone with Rabbi Akiva, what's going to be the first question you're going to ask him? Rabbi Akiva, come on. Is a gourd really a vegetable? Right? By the way, don't make that the first question in Meretz HaShem. But right, in Meretz HaShem, a couple of weeks from now, we'll be zochah to Dada Mincha by the Keva Rabbi Akiva. Halavai, before that in Meretz HaShem, we'll be able to see Rabbi Akiva, hear Shir Rabbi Akiva. And I'll say, but again, here's the Shailah. If you ask Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva, is a gourd a vegetable or not? Rabbi Akiva would say, Rabbi Akiva would say, don't be so afraid to take a stand on things in life, right? In other words, like, like you might get it wrong. You, you might get the answer wrong. It's okay. It's okay to be wrong, right? I'm sorry? What, right? Correct. Thank you. Right? If you ask Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva would say, a gourd is not a vegetable. A gourd is not a, a, gourd is not a yarak. Thank you. Oh, by the way, I just want to tell you how apropos this was. See, I will say, this was a perfect example of what happened during Hanukkah, right? During Hanukkah, many people saw things that were going wrong. No one was willing to take a stand until the Kohanim came along. The Kohanim came along, right? The Kohanim were the ones who were willing to say, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous, right? Everybody's sitting around drinking coffee, right? And what happens, right? And no one wants to go ahead and take a stand. No one wants to give an answer. No one wants to say, this is right, this is wrong. The Kohanim. It's always the Kohanim. Right, Alan? You're out to say this. Mamish took a stand this night, tonight. And here's Hashem, you follow in their footsteps. A little less dramatic, I'm not going to say that again, dealing with gourds. But, right, but, Lamaisa, but Lamaisa, Lamaisa, if you ask Rabbi Akiva, is a gourd a vegetable or not? Rabbi Akiva would say, no, it's not a vegetable. So the Gemara says, I don't understand what's going on over here. The, the nether we're talking about in the Mishnah, the nether we're talking about in the Mishnah, is he took a nether, not the vegetables. So why, why, is a, in other words, why is a gourd even coming up over here? To which the Gemara says, Amr Ula, okay, because we have to qualify this a little bit to both sides. So again, look at the run for just a moment. The run in the short lines, in the short lines, three lines in, Vahamin Yarek Nadar, Rabbi Akiva Parak. So the run says, this is a question Rabbi Akiva, Hechi Asr Bidiluin. Rabbi Akiva, I don't understand. How, how are you saying that a gourd is included in vegetables? Dahamin Yarek Nadar, Udiluin Lav Yarek. In other words, I will say, this is not a machlokis over here. Rabbi Akiva's not, it's not that Rabbi Akiva has a different definition of what's a vegetable. Even Rabbi Akiva holds that a gourd is not in the vegetable family. It's not a yarek. If it's not a yarek, then why would it be included in the nether? Watch this. Says the Gimara. Couple of different answers. Amr Ula, ba'omer yarki kedeira alai. Now, I will say, because the lashon of the nether is actually not yarek is also to me, but rather yarki kedeira. The vegetables of the pot. The vegetables of the pot. So we'll say, so maybe, because he's not just saying vegetables, but rather he's saying vegetables that go into the pot, so maybe that comes to include diluin as well. Maybe just talking about, again, the type of yerek. Ultimately, again, that's eaten in the pot. To which Gemara says, you're right. Pa'omer, pa'omer, yerek hamis bashal b'kedera alai. Oh. But say, here we go. Here we go. The Lashon of the Nether that we say is the guy is saying, the, 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 the vower in question is saying, Yerek hamispashal bekidera. Konam, Yerek hamispashal bekidera. Any vegetables cooked in a pot 
are usher to me. Let's take a step back for just a moment. So now, see, here's the issue. If a person would just say, Konam Gerek Alai, vegetables are usher to me, would he be usher to eat a gourd? No. Right? No. Why? Because in that case, again, everyone agrees a gourd is not in the Yerek family. Everyone agrees. Even Rabbi Akiva agrees. What's unique, says the Gemara, about the verbiage being used in the Nether over here, is it's Yerek Hamis Konam, Yerek Hamis Bashal Bikidera. Any vegetable cooked in the pot is usher to me. So, Bosse, now look at the run for one more, for one more moment. It's, uh, it's about six lines up from before the lines, bec- or seven lines up from before the lines become wide, the intermediate wide lines. So Rabbi Akiva sees it like this. You're adding in some additional modifier to vegetables. In other words, had you just said, vegetables are also to me, so vegetables are vegetables. A gourd is not a vegetable. You'd be permitted in gourds. But now what you're doing is you're, ex- you're somehow expanding the category. Right? And what are you saying? Yerek hamis bashal bekedera. Vegetables cooked in the pot. Now we'll say, if you just meant to include just some vegetables, what could you have said? What could you have said? Vegetables. vegetables. The fact that you're expanding, right? Any time in the Durham that you expand or somehow you change the verbiage. So now, vegetables cooked in a pot are usher to me. So now, Bosai, now in Rabbi Akiva's view, that's coming to expand the category. And in Rabbi Akiva's view, what are you expanding it to? What are you expanding it to? Any items that could be potential vegetable substitutes as well. What's a good example of a vegetable substitute? A gourd. Baharaya, if I send my shaliach to go ahead and pick up vegetables, and there are no vegetables, he'll come back and he'll say, what? I couldn't find vegetables, but I got you a gourd. So therefore, again, we're expanding the category here a little bit. So the Gemara says as follows. So the, and we'll say, if you take a look, well, actually, let's go back to the Gemara. So my Kamifligi, so we'll say, so what are they arguing about? Here we go. Rabbanon Savri, kol milsa, detzarek shlicha lim lav minahu. The Rabbanon say like this, anything, right? If I dispatch a shaliyah to go ahead and get something for me, and he comes back and asks me about substituting a different item for the item that I asked for. So the Rabbana would say, so for example, I send my shaliyah to go ahead and get vegetables. If the shaliyah would have to come back and say to me, listen, I couldn't get vegetables, but I can get you gourds. The fact that he has to ask about the substitution indicates what? They're not the same category. And therefore, again, the Rabbana will say, any form of neder that is on yarek, that is on vegetables, by definition, does not include gourd. Rabbi Akiva Savar, Rabbi Akiva says that Allah said no. Anything that the is interesting. We'll say literally just opposite shita. So Rabbi Akiva says anything that the shliach would ask you about substitution for is part of the category. And Rabbi Akiva's logic is so if I send my shliach to go ahead and get vegetables, and he comes back and says, "Listen, I can't get you vegetables, but I can get you gourds." The fact that in the shliach's mind a gourd is a potential substitute for vegetables indicates that to us what that it's in the ballpark. That it's in the ballpark. But, I will say, but again, I just want to be clear, a very important modification here happened in the Gemara, which is, where the Gemara is holding right now, and this is going to be the Halacha Lamaisa, if a person just says, Konam Yerek Alai, Konam Yerek Alai, what's included in the nether? What's included? Vegetables. What's excluded from the nether? 
gourds. Now, by the way, of course, it's not just gourds, right? It's anything that's not a vegetable, right? But even gourds. Now, what's the case now that the Gemara is in is? Where a person says, Konam yerek hamisbashal bikideira. Right? I hereby vow that I will not partake of vegetables cooked in a pot. Now, I'll say what's happened is the fact that you decided to modify yerek by saying mispashal bikideira indicates to us what? That perhaps you're, tr- you're potentially widening the field. You're potentially including other things. Well, what else would you be including? According to the Rabbanon, nothing else. According to the Rabbanon, Yerek HaMespashal Bikideira is no different than Yerek. According to Rabbi Akiva, what is it coming to include? Potential substitutions. So what are potential substitutions for vegetables? A gourd. And therefore Rabbi Akiva will say, in this case, Tafka, in this case, Halacha Lamaisa, you can't eat gourds as well. We'll say fantastic. Now the truth is we're going to broaden this machlokis a little bit and we're going to see it's quite fascinating. Tonight, awesome. Shaliach she'osah shlichusah ba'abais ma'ab. We'll say, okay, a little bit of background over here. Mi'ila. Mi'ila. Right? What's mi'ila? Mi'ila is illegal mundane use of consecrated temple property. So on a most basic level, I'm walking by the base of Mikdash. Halavai b'shabizuch ha'bikarov. And we'll say, what happens? I see, I see that there is a pile of wood. A pile of wood right by the base of Mikdash. I say, fantastic. I'm in the middle of building a deck. See, so you know what? I take some of the wood, I build it into my deck. That's called mi'ila. That's called mi'ila. And it's illegal, obviously. And again, there's a whole restitution process for that. So we'll say, here's what's fascinating. What happens, what happens if I send a shaliach, right? I send Ruben, I send Ruben to go pick up the wood that belongs to the base of bring it to me and build my deck. So I will say, in general, in general, we say, Ein shliach lidvar avera, right? There's no shliach to, to, for, for the performance of an avera, right? Was, let me just give an extreme example of this. I, I, I dislike Shimon very much. I say, Ruvain, I'm hiring you, right? You're my shliach to kill Shimon, to kill Shimon, right? Ruvain goes, has to kill Shimon, and I will say, what happens? What happens? What is, what's Ruvain's defense? What's Ruvain's defense? Shlucho shaladam kimoso, it wasn't me. It's really silver. It's really silver, right? He, he, I'm his shaliach. Shaliach is an extension, right, of the principle. And therefore, silver is chayiv. In general, we say, If you do something wrong, if you do something wrong, the shaliach has responsibility for his own actions. The shaliach is not considered to be an extension of the principle. There is one exception to this rule in halacha, which is me'ilah. Which is me'ilah. So if I dispatch Ruvain to go ahead and do something, that is me'ilah. Assuming Ruvain did not know that it was Mi'ila, Ruvain is Potter, and I, the Mishaleach, the principal, am going to be Chayiv. But that is only true if Ruvain follows my instructions. If Ruvain deviates from my instructions, then Ruvain is Chayiv, and I am Potter. The logic being that since he did not follow my instructions, therefore what? He's not my agent, right? Anytime an agent goes ahead and differs from the instructions that he is given, Ultimately, again, he is not. He has broken the shlichos. Now, watch this. Tanan hasam. Here we go. So, tanan hasam. Hashaliach shasa shlichuso. If hashaliach does his shlichos, we'll say this is talking about a meila case, right? We'll see in just a moment. If the shaliach executed his shlichos as he was told, so what's talacha? Bal habayis maal. Then I, I, the mishaliach, the principal, the eight, right, the principal, I've committed meila. However, again, if the shaliach deviates from his shlichos, then shliach ma'al. Then ultimately, again, the shaliach has gone ahead and came in a mi'ilah. 
So the Gemara says, Mantana, who is the opinion that's reflected over here? We'll see, we'll see what this means in just a moment. So the Gemara says, Mantana, Amrav Chista, Masnisin de Lok Rabbi Akiva. This is not like Rabbi Akiva. How is Rabbi Here we go. This time. So Rabbi say this, this Mishnah that we're about to quote now is a continuation of the previous Mishnah. It's the same, it's the same Mishnah. So the first, the Mishnah outlines the principle. What's the principle? When it comes to Me'ilah, if the Shaliach executed the agency as he was told to do, the Shaliach is not liable for Me'ilah. The Mishaliach, the principle is. If the Shaliach deviated from his instructions, then the Shaliach is liable. And ultimately, again, the Mishaliach, the principle is, is Potter. So watch this. This is not Ketzad. Amrlo, so let's say, say, I said to the Shaliach, Tain Basala Archim. So say, here's the case. Imagine for a moment, I have Kodesh meat. I have sacrificial meat. Okay, now say, we're talking about a case over here of Shogeg, right? All of them, right? There's all, there's all Shogeg case. I have a piece of meat, I accidentally took the raw meat. I come home with sacrificial meat, okay? So now, and I'm having guests. I tell my agent, I tell my, 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 my servant, who's my agent, give meat to our guests. He doesn't give them meat. Instead, what does he do? He gives them liver. So this is all Kodesh, all Kodesh stuff. Or, or I told the Shaliach, give the guests liver. And what happens? He gave them meat. So we're saying all of these cases, what happens? The shaliach deviated from the instruction. So because of that, hashaliach ma'al. Ultimately, again, did I skip a line over here? Yeah, I'm Rabbi. Okay, good. I'll come back to you in just a moment. Okay, I'll come back to you in just a moment. I'm sorry. So we'll say, so, now, so, so listen to this. So what happened? So if the shaliach deviates, I told the shaliach, give meat, he gives liver. I tell him, give liver. Ultimately, again, he gives meat. What's talaqa? Hashaliach ma'al. Ultimately, again, the shaliach committed me'ilah. The shaliach committed me'ilah. Good. So as I say, any time, so once again, this, this is unique. Why, why is this unique? Because in general, we say, in shaliach ledvara So you would have thought that in any of these cases, the shaliach should be chayiv. He committed me'ilah. Me'ilah is an exception to the rule. And yesh shaliach ledvar avera. There is agency for the commission, for the commission of sin. Only by me'ilah. It's unique trasha by me'ilah. So again, generally, if the shaliach follows through on what I told him, then I, the principal, will be liable for me'ilah. The shaliach is potter. Shaliach deviates. In that case, now the shaliach is acting on his own. He's going rogue. He's chayiv. And I, the principal, am potter. So the Gemara says as follows. Who's the pain? Does this reflect? Be Rabbi Akiva. So I say, can't be Rabbi Akiva. Why? So watch this. Well, this is incredible. It's incredible. Because according to Rabbi Akiva, Ham Rabbi Akiva, Kol Milsa de Mimloch Allah Shliach Minehu, Limal Balabai Solomoshlech. I say, watch this. Watch this. What does Rabbi Akiva hold? Rabbi Akiva holds that anything that a Shaliach would come back and substitute, would substitute, is within the ballpark. So I say, now watch this. In general, if I ask my shaliach to go out and buy some meat, and he can't find meat, what will he substitute? Right, right, or I should say, would he substitute liver? Yeah, yeah, right? So therefore, what does that tell you? What does that tell you? Liver's in the ballpark. So we'll say, now watch this. So Gemara suggests as follows. If that's the case, if that's the case, then in the meal, going back to the meal case, when I tell shaliach serve the guest meat, serve the guest meat, and the shaliach serves them liver, or vice versa, I say, serve them liver. God, he serves them meat. Really, in that case, I, the balabayas, right? The mishaleach, the, 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 the principal, 
should be chayiv, according to Rabbi Akiva. Why? Because lemaisa, it's in the ballpark. And when it's in the ballpark, when it would be substituted, then ultimately it's part of the same min. So according to Rabbi Akiva, in the case of Me'ila, the shaliach should not be viewed as going rogue and acting of his own volition, but rather he should still be considered as if he's acting on my behalf. So obviously this does not reflect the view of Rabbi Akiva. To which the Gemara says, no, 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 Amr Tim Rabbi Akiva. No, this could still be Rabbi Akiva. I will say a very important qualification here. Me, lo, mod Rabbi Akiva, the tzarech in Ruchei. They both say, this is incredible. They both say, this is very interesting. Remember, according to Rabbi Akiva, even in these cases where shaliach substitutes, they both say, a shaliach is never permitted to substitute without what? Without what? Without asking. So they both say, this is incredibly important. This goes all the way back to the beginning as well. It's true, it's true, that let's say when I dispatch my agent to go and buy vegetables, would he potentially substitute, a, if he can't buy vegetables, he'll substitute a gourd. But it's not just the shot that he's substituting on his own. What's happening? What's happening? He's coming back and he's telling me, by the way, Silver, I couldn't find vegetables, but gourds are available. So sitting over here, in other words, when Rabbi Akiva speaks about that something that could be substituted is still within the ballpark, the shaliach never has the right to substitute without first asking. So too over here in the case of Me'ila, while it's true that if I sent my agent to buy meat and he couldn't find meat, would he go ahead and substitute liver? Sure, with asking first. Therefore, in this case over here, I will say, where I tell the shaliach, in the Me'ila case, I tell shaliach, give meat to the guests, and he gives liver, he's going rogue. He's, he's working on his own volition. Again, had he come back and say, you know what, there's no more meat, I'll substitute liver, Okay, then he would be acting on my behalf. But Lamais, when he makes a substitution on his own, Halach Lamais, he's acting, therefore, of his own volition, and therefore his actions are no longer connected to me, and therefore he's Chayiv Me'ila, I am not Chayiv Me'ila. Incredible. I'll say, take a look at Rashi. Take a look at Rashi on the left-hand side, top of Rashi and the base. Shaliach, so Mila, so Shaliach Ba'abayis, Va'afagad Vusayel Diminehu, B'milsa Dutzarech Lemluche, Hachi Ba'ilei Lemeim HaShaliach Ba'abayis, even Rabbi Akivu holds that an item which would normally be substituted is within the same ballpark, the Shaliach still has to ask before he makes a substitution. Go switch over to the right hand side to the Ran. Look at the Ran. Even in the form of substitution, it's only permitted if the shaliyah first asks permission. If he doesn't ask permission, then he's acting on his own volition, and therefore he's going to be chayiv for me'il aval. Now here's where the Ran differs from Rashi. Aval now, here's what's interesting. Going back to the Dharan for just a moment. Because remember, again, we're, we're hyper focused on the Dharan. And Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says like this Rabbi Akiva says that when it comes to the Dharan, so remember, as long as something would be, would be potentially substituted, granted, the Shaliyah has to ask before he substitutes. But Lamaisa, anything he would ask to substitute, 
by definition, is included in the nether. So kind of just bringing this full circle. So bringing it full circle, again, remember, we're getting into a technicality over here by me'ilah. Right? So by me'ilah, all the Gemara is suggesting is the statement we made before, which I will say, remember again, so the case we just had over here, where, again, I accidentally bring home sacrificial meat. All right? And what happens? I tell my servant, give, the, give our guests meat. The servant, instead of giving them meat, gives them liver, or vice versa. What's the halacha? What's the halacha? The Shaliyah committed Me'ilah and not the Balabayis. And again, even Rabbi Akiva would agree with that. Because Rabbi Akiva over here would have to say that even though liver could be substituted for meat, the Shaliyah has to ask. And if he doesn't ask, then by definition he's acting on his own volition. But again, that does not stare anything that we established beforehand. In the case of Nedarim, what Rabbi Akiva is saying is yes, if I sent my agent out to buy vegetables and he couldn't find vegetables and he wants to buy gourds, does he have to come back and ask before he buys gourds? Does he have to come back and ask? Yes, of course. But the fact that he would ask about gourds tells us that what? A gourd is in the Yarek family and therefore, when you make the nether, as we said before, the nether is Yarek HaMespashel Konam, Yarek HaMespashel Bikidera, gourds are included in that. Incredible. Incredible. So I will say, by the way, just before, just before we go on, I just want to go back to the line that I skipped, um, which was the middle of the page. Rabbi Akiva Savar, I'm sorry, I'm going out of order here. Kol misl demimlach shliach alei minehu. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that's not what I skipped. I'm Rabbi Mod Rabbi Akiva, le'ingin malkus she'en aloka. So I will say, this is very important. Abai just clarifying, by the way, when we say, when we say that according to Rabbi Akiva, a gourd, is considered in the, as part of the neder for vegetables. Even Rabbi Akiva agrees that halacha lamaisa, if you eat a gourd, you will not get malchus for violation of your neder. Remember again, in general, we haven't really spoken about this all that much, but in general, if you go ahead and you make a neder, and then you violate your neder, you get malchus for neder violation. All Abai is saying is, as much as according to Rabbi Akiva, a gourd is included in, in Yarek. If you ate a gourd, you would not get malchus for neder violation. Interesting. If you ate a vegetable, you'd get malchus. If you ate a gourd, you wouldn't get malchus. The Ran explains what I'll say. I'll just read this outside. If you want to look, it's in the wide lines in the Ran. Two, four, five lines in the widest lines. The Ran says, Am Rabbi Mod Rabbi Kiva Le'inye Malchus, Dechevan Dediluin, Lo Mishtami Bahadei Elamei Ribui Delishna. Because remember again, I will say, why are gourds included over here? Because you added in this phrase, Mispashal Bikidera. Not because of Yarek. Not because of Yarek. Because Mispashal Bikidera. Afagav the Mamlish Liachalei, Lo Misri Bevadai, Ela Misvega. So, well, it's very interesting. Even Rabbi Akiva, who includes a gourd, is not including a gourd definitively. He's including it out of Suffolk. Out of Suffolk. So, because he's including it out of Suffolk, therefore, Allah Allah we're going to say, you can't eat the gourd. But if you did, but if you did, you will not get Malchus for Nether violation. Beautiful. All right, I will say back to Nundalam on base 54B. I'm sorry for that, for that lapse. Second line, Itmar Shmaita Kamei de Rava. They said over this whole thing in front of, this front of Rava, right? This whole thing in front of Rava. And I will say, what whole thing? This whole explanation, how the Sheet of Rabbi Akiva aligns with the case of Me'ilah. That even the Mishnah of Me'ilah could go according to Rabbi Akiva. Amr Lahen, so right, Rabbi said, Shapir Amr Nachmani. Rabbi said, Nachmani is Abaye. Abaye said, good. Abaye said, good. By the way, man time in the polygon is Rabbi Akiva. Who is the opinion who argues on Rabbi Akiva? 
such a person is not permitted to eat all types of meat. Furthermore, what else is he not allowed to eat? Can't eat the head of the animal. The feet of the animal. The esophagus. The liver. And the heart. All of these other parts of the animal you also can't eat. You also can't eat fowl. Can't eat birds. Can't eat birds, right? So in other words, according to this, according to this first opinion, Basar includes all parts of the animal and also includes birds. Umutra, what can you eat? Umutra babasar dogin But you can eat fish, can eat fish, and you can eat grasshoppers. Locusts. Okay. So we'll say that's, that's the first opinion. Shigunil says, and I will say, by the way, this would also go ahead and fit very well with Rabbi Akiva. Right? Why? Because Rabbi Akiva is, remember again, anything that a shaliach would substitute is included in the category. So if I dispatch to my, my shliach to go ahead and get meat, again, if, I, if you can't find primary meat, so the head, the feet, the liver, the, um, the, the, the heart, right, the, the windpipe, right, the esophagus, excuse me, right, so all, the windpipe, sorry, all, all, of the, all of these things ultimately, again, would be included. Chicken, right, fowl would be included, but not fish, but not fish. If you make a neder, if you make a neder, not to eat meat, so you can't eat all types of meat. But, watch this, umutter, he holds that you're allowed to eat verosh, raglayim, kana, vikaved, ubalev, ubaovos. So listen to this, Rishonimil says, if you make a neder not to eat meat, you are allowed to, you are allowed to eat the head of the animal, the feet, the kana, the windpipe, the liver, the heart, and you're allowed to eat fowl. And of course, you could also eat fish and locusts as well. And locusts as well. And I will say, now what's the chab over here? What's the chab over here? So actually, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Listen to this. held. Wow. said, by the way, the kishkas, right? The kishkas. Kirbaim literally means the intestines, right? But it means all the internal parts of the animal, right? The kirbaim are not meat, and those who eat it are not normal people. All right, so this is a knock on the kishka eaters, right? Just say, so listen, this is war. This is war, right? These are fighting words. Just say, so now watch this. So, big marks, by the way, what's the pshat? What does that mean? That ochleyem lav anash lav anash, listen to this. He says, no, no, no. Ochleyem kebasar the inyan zini lav bar inish. People who pay the same amount of money for intestines as the same of the same price as regular meat are not are not normal people. In other words, I was about to say, so I'm generally saying this: Do people eat it? Sure, they eat it. But again, you buy those parts of an animal at a discount, right? Those are the discounted parts of the animal. But anyone who pays regular price, regular meat prices for the kishkas, ultimately, again, lab by is not a regular person. I will say, if you take a look at the rush. So the rush says over here, the rush is in the left-hand column, about eight lines up from before the rush ends. He says, So we'll say, it's interesting. According to Rashi, according to Rashi, what Rabbi Shimon is saying is, anyone who goes in and pays regular price for these items are problematic. According to the rush, 
What it's saying is anyone who has the ability to buy regular meat, but buys the intestines instead, is not a regular person. Okay? So, Maishno, Basar Ofla Tanakamo, the Asar, so to listen to this. So, according to Tanakamo, why is it? So, Rabbi just is just pointing out over here, Rabbi Shimon is the opinion who argues on Rabbi Akiva. <coughs> so, the Gemara says, Maishno Basar Ofla Tanakamo, the Asar, so we'll say, let's go back to Tanakamo. So, the first opinion said that if a person makes a nether not to eat meat, they also can't, what? They also can't eat chicken. They also can't eat chicken. So the Gemara says, why is that according to, why is that Asr? It's very simple. So the Gemara says, because mm-hmm. it was like very common that if I send my shaliach to go buy meat, and what happens? He can't find meat, but he can't find chicken. He'll come back and he'll tell me, by the way, I can't find meat. And our chicken is a substitute. It's a meat substitute. So because it's a meat substitute, therefore it's included in the nether. But one second. But fish often is the same thing. I was just making a Metziah statement that it was common. It was common that if I sent my Shaliach to go ahead and buy meat and he could not find meat, right? And let's say he couldn't find fowl either, maybe. It would be normal for Shaliach to say, I can't find meat, but I can get you some good fish. So fish is also a substitute for meat. If that's the case, then when a person makes a nether prohibiting meat, that nether should also include what? Should also include fish. To which the Gemara says, no, no, what's the case? The case of the same question is where the person is making the nether, right? The person is making the nether ultimately, again, did bloodletting. So I'm say apparently after bloodletting, you would never eat fish. Fish, if you look at the Ran, the Ran says over here, Kigon Sheikh is done, call them Nidro, the Chaivan Shekelon is Kabin Lesser Basra Dogim, the Habalaf Hakilo Achal Minayu, the Koshulaha Koza. So we'll say the case in question is where the person who made the nether not to eat meat, right before he made the nether, what did he do? He did bloodletting. He left blood. Is that a term? Right. He engaged in bloodletting. Right? So what happened? So we'll say everyone knows, right? We've seen this by the way throughout throughout our journey in Shas. There are certain foods you don't eat after bloodletting, right? The, what's the good food to eat after bloodletting? Right? Fatty meat and strong wine, which apparently go with everything, right? They go with every occasion, every situation. Right? So we'll say, so again, the one thing you don't eat is fish. It's fish. So the Gemara is suggesting that the guy who's making the neder, Konam Basar Alai, had just engaged in bloodletting, so it's clear that it didn't mean to include fish because he would never eat fish anyway. If that's the case, then chicken, fowl, should also not be included in his nether. Why not? If you do, do bloodletting, that interesting is the Mesukar is the Ran says is Hakaza Shalk Safayim is ultimately doing bloodletting from your shoulders. So doing bloodletting from your shoulders and eating fowl afterwards is very dangerous. It's very dangerous. The person does that, ultimately again, your heart will flutter away like a bird. So in other words, if that's the case that you're doing bloodletting, so the same way that bird that that's eating that fish is not included in your nether, so what? So also Chicken, fowl, shouldn't be included in your nether. But Tanya, ain't makizin, lo al dogin, lo al ofos, lo al basa maliach. 
Furthermore, we learned about Sa'id that bloodletting, you don't do bloodletting if all you have to eat is fish or fowl or salted meat. Betanya, hik is dam, if the person went and did bloodletting, lo yocha, lo chalav, lo gavina, lo beitza, lo shechalayim, lo ofos, lo basra. Maliyah, so there's a whole host of things that you're not supposed to eat if you do bloodletting, including milk, cheese, eggs, cress, birds or fowl, right, or salted meat. So what do you see from here? If we're setting this up as a case where the guy who took the nether not to eat meat had just engaged in bloodletting, then the truth is, and then he made the nether, so what we're saying is the nether wouldn't prohibit any foods that he's not going to eat anyway as a result ultimately of bloodletting. If that's the case, ultimately, again, chicken should be off the list, fish should be off the list. So what's going on over here? Shiny ofos, it's different. You can eat fowl after bloodletting. Why? The Efshar Ayyadeh Shlika. And we'll say if you boil it. Apparently, again, fowl only has a detrimental effect after bloodletting if it's prepared some way other than boiling. But if you boil it, you're good to go. You can eat it. Abayo Amar Kigon, Dikhaivin Le'enai. Enai. So said, what's the case? The guy who made the nether that I'm not going to eat meat, he was suffering from eye issues. Kaivin Le'enai means literally his eyes hurt him. He was having eye issues. The dogim kashim knife, and everyone knows fish. Fish is very detrimental when a person is having eye issues. dogim. One second. Fish is bad for eye issues. Just the opposite. Fish is good for eye issues. Listen to this. The ha'amr Shmuel nun samich ayin. What's nun samich ayin? It's absolutely incredible. So what's the imar says nuna? Nuna is Aramaic for fish. Nuna is Aramaic for fish. Samech, Rabbi says, it's a little play on words. Samech, sama means a remedy. Ayin is a naim, is eyes. So Rabbi says, so the Gemara says, fish is actually very detrimental, I'm sorry, very beneficial if one is suffering from an eye issue. Nun, samech, just remember, nun, samech, ayin. Nuna, nun, nuna, fish. Samech, sama is a remedy. Ayin, le'inayim, for the eyes. Ha'hu, sof, ochla. To which the Gemara says, Rashi explains this over here as meaning, when you're at the end of the eye issue, that's when fish are beneficial. But at the end of the day, at the beginning of the element, ultimately, again, fish is not beneficial. Good, I will say, let's close out the story. We're going to do Mesias Yisharim. But I will say, but before we get to Mesias Yisharim, so remember again, how do we paskin? How do we paskin? So I will say, now this is very important. The Rambam paskins like Rabbi Akiva. Now remember, the Rambam Psak, I'm sorry, I'll send it out. Rambam Psak has two parts. Let's start with Rambam Paskins. If a person says, Konam Gerek Alai, I'm not going to eat vegetables, the Rambam Paskins, a gourd is mutter. A gourd is mutter. Now, Bosai, that's in alignment with who? With who? With everyone. Bosai, remember again, we said this before, with everyone. Why? Because even Rabbi Akiva agrees that a gourd is not a yarek. So if all you're saying is konam yarek alai, vegetables should be usher to me, everyone agrees vegetables do not include gourd. Do not, right? Yarek only includes yarek, not gourd. But say, however, if you see like the Gemara said, yarek hamisbashel dikidera, right? A person says what? A person says konam alai, I prohibit to myself any vegetables cooked in the pot. Then I will say, what does that include? What does that include? Gourd. So the Raman Paskin is like Rabbi Akiva the whole way through. What's the logic? I will say, why does Yerek HaMesbashal Bekadeira include gourd? Because the logic just is, if you just wanted to include vegetables, you should have just said what? 
Yarek. The fact that you're expanding it and saying mispashal, what is mispashal b'kideh? What does that mean? So in Rabbi Akiva's worldview, what that means is what? What does it come to include? What does it come to include? Substitutable items. That's the operative phrase. Right? According to Rabbi Akiva, the mispashal b'kideh appendage to the nether, which was unnecessary, comes to include anything that shaliach would substitute were he dispatched to purchase Yarek and were there to be no Yarek. Now, I will say, it could very well be that there's other things that are included in this category besides gourd, right? But Lamaisa, we're including gourd. So everyone said, that's how the Raman Paskin. So again, if you just say Yarek, Yarek just includes vegetables, not a gourd. If you say Yarek, it's Yarek and anything which could be substituted for Yarek, i.e. the gourd. I will say, Shkoyach. Let's stop here. Let's do a little Messiah Sisharim for the few moments we have left.